welcome, welcome to the inaugural Heart to Heart podcast. I'm Dr. Glenn Hartline, and I'm here to discover the heart, the will, and the desire of our Father God. We will unveil the true nature of our Father, and by doing so, reveal who we are in Christ. Have you ever thought of that, really? Have you really ever contemplated who you are now that Christ has come? You know, it says, Scripture says that we were created in the image and likeness of God. Have you ever thought of what that means? It's pretty mind-blowing if you think about it. So today, I really want to talk about that. Who are you? What substance were you created from? You know, when an artist creates a painting, they do so by by putting paint to canvas from an image they have already created in their mind and in their heart. Now, this artist, the one who created the image, they are the one who defines the meaning and significance of that image. Now, others may view the image on canvas and and they'll come up with all sorts of ideas of of what that image mean. And they may even put that that uh, idea to voice. They may put it on social media and tell everybody, I know what the true meaning of that painting is. However, if it doesn't agree with what the artist says, then it's wrong. You know, the artist alone has the right to define the meaning of that painting. You know, in a similar way, Genesis 1 says, you were created by the master artist himself. You were created by Elohim, by God. You are God's masterpiece. And because he is the one who created you out of an idea and out of his heart, he alone is the one who has the right to define who you are. What others think about you, what others say about you, whatever your situation looks like or tries to define you by, none of that is relevant unless it agrees with who God himself says you are. You know, when we look at the creation event, when we look at Genesis, in Genesis 1, especially uh, starting in, in verse 11, we read where it says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, the fruit, the tree that yields fruit, according to its kind, whose seed is in itself. And if we jump down to verse 20, We read where it says, Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. And we go down to verse 24, and it says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. You know, when we read this thing, when we take time to really read through that whole passage, which I'm not doing today, you can read it for yourself, it's Genesis 1. But when we carefully read the creation event, we notice something that, you know, most likely is probably overlooked by by many. But if we really pay attention, it may seem insignificant, but it can actually be life transforming. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Now, we all know that when God created something, he spoke. And when he spoke, it came into existence. Psalms 33, 9 says, for he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. However, how he spoke and to what he spoke is extremely significant. 
when God wanted there to be vegetation on the land, he spoke to the land to bring forth the grass, the herb, the fruit, all according to its kind. When he wanted the waters to contain living creatures, he spoke to the water and commanded the life to come from it. When he desired for living creatures to be upon the land, he spoke to the earth and commanded it to bring forth every living creature according to its kind. However, what you notice is that when God desired to create man, when he desired to create you and I, he did not speak to the water. He did not speak to the earth. No, when God created you and me, he spoke to himself and said, let us make man. You see, you were not made from the substance of the earth, not created from an earthly material. You were not created directly from out of the substance of this, this terra firma of the earth. You were created directly from the substance of God himself. His divine nature is the composition of who you are. Are. You were not created to be of the earthly class of being, created of the earth and relegated to be bound to this earth. You were created in the image and likeness of God, who is spirit. You were created of the God class and then given a body to live and move freely in heaven and earth. That's right, I said God class. I, I say that on purpose because it stirs up emotions in a lot of people. Um, but it is true. We were created of his substance. Let's look at the environment in which you and I were created. Let's read John 1, 1 through 3. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Now, let's look a little deeper into the time and location of your creation, and it will help clarify this a little more. You see, in the Gospel of John chapter 1, we read where the Word who is Jesus, Jesus is the Word, He was with God. Now, the Greek word for with in this verse is the word pros. Now, the word pros means to properly motion towards, to interface with, literally moving toward a goal or destination. It means that in the beginning, even before the foundations of the earth, the word of God, Jesus, and the Father were face to face. This is a position of intimate familiarity, of equality, and of oneness. It was at this time, in this position, that our Heavenly Father spoke the words, let us make man. You see, you were created in that place of intimacy and of equality and oneness. That is your origin. That is the place and substance of your genesis. Psalms 8, 4 through 5, it says, What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. In the above scripture, we read where David is stating that God has made man a little lower than the angels, or at least that's what the translators have made it say. But if you look a little closer at the Hebrew words in this passage, you can get a completely, entirely different understanding. First, let's look at the Hebrew word translated, the Hebrew word that they translated um, as angels. The Hebrew word is the word Elohim. 
which is the plural of Elohah, which means gods in the ordinary sense, but specifically used in the plural thus, especially with the article of the supreme God. David, under the inspiration of Holy Spirit, is declaring that man, you and I, were made a little lower than God himself. If that's not exciting enough, let me tell you, it gets a lot better. So let's look a little, even a little deeper into that, that verse. So what we see is the word used for little lower. It is the word miat. And it literally means lightly, little while, very small, matter of thing, almost. So Holy Spirit is declaring through David that you and I were created to be almost exactly like God himself. There is only the smallest amount of difference. Now, I realize it, that may be mind-blowing. You're like, well, look at the way I act or look at the way I do. That What you do, how you act is not who you are. That's just how you're acting. And so I like to say it this way. God created man to be the smallest unit of measurement less than himself. We were created to be so much like him. He is the only one able to distinguish the difference. Now, we need to understand, even in the image and likeness of God, Adam was not one with God. God did not indwell Adam. When Jesus lowered himself and took on the form of man, he became as we are so that in his death and resurrection, we can become as he is. Jesus was and is the perfect son, a seed that when planted in his death yielded many perfect sons according to its kind. 1 John 4, 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, talking about Jesus, so are we in this world. Here at this present time on this earth, living in this fleshly body, we are just like Jesus. We are not a creature formed of the earth. Yes, our bodies were formed of earthly substance, but the essence of who we are was created in God and then blown or placed into this earthly body. The first Adam was a living soul, but the last Adam, Jesus, is a life-giving spirit. You and I, like Jesus, are life-giving Spirits. That's 1 Corinthians, I think, 15.45. And because you and I are life-giving spirits, we are not only created in and with his divine nature, but we are also called to be partakers of his divine nature. 2 Peter 1.4 says, By which have been given to us exceedingly in great promises, that through these you may be partakers of of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The Greek word for partakers means properly a participant who mutually belongs and shares fellowship, a joint participant. You and I, sons of the living God, were not created to be servants or even just friends of God. We were created to be sons with all the benefits and responsibilities that come with being mature sons of God. Now, Galatians 4, um, I think, yeah, 4, 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir 
of God through Christ Jesus. Like Jesus, who being the very essence of the Godhead, took on the form of man, he became man, and by doing so revealed who we are. He entered into our darkened state of identity, became the light that shone brightly into our blindness, revealing our true identity and dispelling the lie of who we believed ourselves to be. 1 Corinthians 14.45, and so it is written, the first man became a living being, the last Adam became a living spirit. Our father is spirit, and we were created from his essence. Jesus, the last Adam, likewise is spirit. The only begotten son of God, born from above, is a spirit being that entered this world through a body of flesh. We also are spirit beings like Jesus, born from above, and interact with the world and everything in it through this body of flesh. We are not physical beings trying to become enlightened to reach a spiritual plane of perfection. We are spiritual beings created in perfection and renewing our minds to this reality, then being transformed into that spiritual being we are already created in Christ. That's what it is means by growing up in him, that we're renewing our minds. And as we renew our minds to the reality of who we are, then we become who we're already created to be. Colossians 2, 9 through 10. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. All humanity was created in perfection, in the image and likeness of God. However, in one fatal blow, the sin of Adam corrupted that perfection and blinded the entire human race from the truth of who we are. We took on the nature and mindset of the lie. We lowered ourselves and became a slave to sin. Our identity was lost and we were oblivious to the truth of who we really are. Even when Jesus came into the world, into the darkness, our blindness prevented us from comprehending the truth of who he is. John 1 says he came into his own and his own did not comprehend him. In the deceived state, humanity couldn't see itself in its creator but instead pushed him away, rejected him, and killing him. That's what the blindness of the old nature does. It rejects the truth, pushes it away, and treats it as foreign or a perverse thing. Jesus changed all that. In one momentous act, Jesus destroyed the lie and brought light into our darkness. Jesus came into this world as man, and as a man advanced humanity into our destiny. For the first time ever, man and God were now one. Ephesians 1, 10, uh, verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he may gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and are on earth in him. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. With him. In Christ, we are now one with the Lord. We have been inseparably joined with him, and now we live and abide in him. We in him and he in us. We have become one spirit with him, no longer two, but one. Humanity and divinity inseparably joined together in Christ. Now, Christ did not take us back to our original state, 
to be like Adam before the fall. He transformed us into this new creation, one that did not exist before the death and resurrection of Christ. You see, you were created to be just like him. And it is of this authority, it is of this nature that we are now called to walk in, to bring light into the darkness, to, to bring healing into the, to the sick, to bring provision to those that are without. We are called to demonstrate the heart and the nature of our Father into this world, to make earth as it is in heaven. And so that's who you are. That's the substance from which you came from. You are not just an old sinner saved by grace. You are a son of the living God, created with his divine nature, created to be like him. Well, that's all the time we have with this broad, this podcast. Hope to join me next time as we'll dive a little deeper into who you are, a little deeper into the very nature of Christ himself. So until next time, be blessed and see you later.